day, and welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show. I'm Anthony Totri. If you're new here, do us a favor. Hit that like button. Leave a five-star review. Let us know what you like about this podcast. We got DJ Danielle behind the Mac back in action. Danielle, your first show of the new year for PHNX Sun Devils. It's been a minute. It's been a whole year. Yeah, whole year. I, I'm going to be year. honest. Before we get into Arizona State, I hate that fucking joke. It's so annoying. It's it's the oh, worst thing year. ever. Oh, God. No. Honestly, if you tell me that joke, I'm not going to be your friend anymore. That's that's, that's that's the type of joke that's that I, I will wait a whole year to actually see you <laughs> if you decide to use that joke. But that's more than fair. Look, I, I know we are still a ways away from Arizona State kicking off spring ball here in just a couple of months, but... We've had the pleasure of talking to a couple of Arizona State's newest players, right? Whether that be guys that signed early signing period that opted to be Arizona State Sun Devils in the class of 2024. We've had the luxury of talking to some guys transferring from different programs over to Arizona State. Now, what we're going to do on today's show is way, way, way out there. And when I say way out there, you could throw like four Y's at the end of that. Because like I said, we are still a couple months away from Arizona State and Kenny Dillingham's second spring ball of the Dilly tenure. So we're going to do some way too early depth chart predictions for the Arizona State defense in 2024. We're going to take a look at the starters. We're also going to take a look at some guys that could potentially have some backup roles and maybe earn their spot as an Arizona State starter. But before we do that, Kind of just taking a look at the Arizona State defensive roster as it is, right? Initially, you look at the roster and compare it to 2023. There are some holes, right? Along the defensive line, you're losing arguably your most impactful player in B.J. Green, who is transferring over to be a Washington Husky. Um, that that hurt. It stung a lot to you know have a guy like B.J. Green, who was who was initially a walk on at Arizona State, and then you know eventually earned his spot. Um, as a rotational guy, and then proved to be a pivotal part of this Arizona State defense. So you lose him. You lose a guy at the second level of the defense in Trey Brown, transferring over from Washington State last year, um, was just an absolute beast for Arizona State in the run game. Obviously dealt with some injuries a little bit later in the season, but that is definitely a hole in this Arizona State defense that the Sun Devils tried to fix via the transfer portal. And I think that at this point, could be one of their deepest position groups that they have on the roster. And then they lost a couple pieces in the secondary. You lose a guy outside in Roe Torrance who was DB1 for the Sun Devils last year. We'll see what he accomplishes at the next level if he hears his name at the NFL draft. And then obviously, you lose, I, I'm going to call him a Sun Devil legend. I'm going to call him a Sun Devil legend just because of everything that he's been through, the type of guy that he was at Arizona State uh, and Jordan Clark, right? As a safety, as a nickel corner, uh, and really as a leader of this defense, moving on, transferring to Notre Dame, told a couple of people, and I think I, I may have told him too, just like certain players when they leave with one year left of eligibility, all of these guys that left are going to go experience different aspects of college football that they didn't necessarily get at Arizona State. And today, obviously, we're going to be hammering down on the defense, right? But BJ Green. You look at what Washington is doing right now. Just a win away from being national champions. They got a date with Michigan next week for it all. B.J. Green's going to be a part of that Washington defense next season. He's going to see an environment 
that Arizona State isn't at yet, right? Jordan Clark going to South Bend, Notre Dame. An environment and a, a level of intensity surrounding college football in South Bend is something he'll get to witness that is, again, just not here yet. It may never be in Tempe, to be honest with you. I, I can't sit here and tell you that Arizona State is ever going to have you know, what Notre Dame has in terms of an atmosphere. But those guys deserve those opportunities, okay? And now there are guys coming to Arizona State to try and fill those voids. You've got guys that Kenny and company were able to retain that are going to have, you know, an extra summer, an extra spring, an extra fall camp of development before you get into your first season in the Big 12, right? Talking about a guy like Keith Abney. A dude in Montana Warren who got hurt last season who was getting reps in the two deep early in spring and fall camp, which was a surprise. You've got guys along the defensive line that are going to have to step up into leadership roles, right? A CJ fight who was a, a definite, definite factor last season for Arizona State as a defensive tackle. I'm really excited to see what he does in year two, right? Does he take that step as a leader? Does he fill the void that BJ, BJ Green left? Or in that linebacker room, you return a young guy in Tate Romney. How does he fit in with some of these incoming transfers who are maybe a little bit older and have a whole hell of a lot of experience from different universities across the country? And then in the secondary as well, right? You're, you're really looking for somebody to step up, somebody to go out there and be maybe not Jordan Clark 2.0, but to go out there and really solidify themselves as the staple of the Arizona State secondary. Is that guy on the team right now? I think so. But the question is, was that guy already on the team before we started getting to the transfer portal, before Dilly and company signed their class of 2024 on early signing period? That's the real question. Now, again, before we get into the actual predictions that I have for who's going to be starting um, in the two deep, I would say if you're ranking the secondary, the linebacker room, and then also the defensive line just in terms of depth and star power, I would argue—actually, I don't even think you can argue. I say linebackers are definitely one. It's the deepest group of them all. I would say it has the most star power of them all. I would say the secondary is probably second on there, no pun intended, just because of you are returning— some key guys last from last season. A lot of those younger guys in that secondary. You added a lot of pieces on early signing period. And then when you get to the transfer portal, we're talking about guys like Javen Robinson coming over from Washington State. You're talking a guy um, in LaTerrence Welch coming over from LSU. And, and there's just a, a lot of dudes with a lot of potential. Kamari Wilson, you get Xavier Alford back. You return Shamari. So there is a lot of depth in that secondary. I don't think it's necessarily where the linebacker room is yet. And then the big question mark for me is the defensive line is I think Arizona state wanted to add some key guys. They wanted to add some players um, along that front to really have an impact in Brian Ward's scheme, which is focused around pressure and chaos and even simulated pressure. Now, did they do that enough? I think is the big question. You add a guy in Justin Watley coming over from Cincinnati, JP Dieter coming over from Purdue. Is that enough? Arizona State still in play, from my understanding, um, for a New Mexico State defensive lineman as well. We'll see what transpires with him 
as everything continues to move forward. But that's a little bit of the roster breakdown. We will go ahead, get into the starters here in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at Illegal Pete's. I mentioned on yesterday's show that it was Taco Tuesday, but just because it's not Tuesday doesn't mean you can't go check out Illegal Pete's Tempe or Tucson, Tucson locations because I don't know about you, but this weather outside is beautiful okay it's not too cold and for anybody out there that says 70 degrees is cold you're crazy okay go to the midwest spend a winter out there and this will be summertime to you okay because that's exactly what it's like so it is patio season go check out illegal pete's tempe or tucson tucson locations um whether it be for their tacos their burritos their bowls or just the vibes they got a full stack bar over at Illegal Pete's as well. Maybe just because it's Wednesday doesn't mean you can't start drinking, right? Go grab yourself a margarita, maybe a burrito from Illegal Pete's. Catch the NBA games going on tonight. It is the perfect place to spend an evening. Stop by your nearest Illegal Pete's for the best go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. God, I love Illegal Pete's, and I haven't eaten lunch today, so Illegal Pete's sounds really damn good. I, I have really grown to hate the food ads the food <laughs> because I'm just constantly hungry. And yeah, that's fair. Man, I love, I, love, I love me some illegal peats. I do. And I'm just a big fan of like Mexican food. It really is. Me too, it, man. It's, it's, yeah, no, that's valid. It, it is honestly probably top three of my favorite foods. It's, and I'm actually. It's top one for me. Um, that's and, fair. And as, as, as PHNX is resident Mexican, I can say the uh, illegal peats, the, the, hot, the hot salsa, the yeah, red yeah. one. One of my favorite salsas. It kills. I absolutely love it. Damn, 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 damn. You know, I am excited to, I've never been to San Antonio before, but I'm going here in a couple weeks. uh, And I'm excited to try the Mexican food that they have in San Antonio. And the reason I'm going to San Antonio is for a concert. And you're asking, Toshi, where'd you get your tickets for this concert? Well, I'll tell you, it was game time. Game time actually has helped me get tickets for Christmas gifts. It's helped me give myself tickets i'm going to like i've already got like three separate concerts that i'm set to go to in 2024 and seriously i got all of the tickets at game time because it is the best place for tickets whether that be to concerts shows sporting events um comedy stuff like it really has everything you need and the best part the best part is that you can get the tickets and then you could pay later you don't have to pay right away you can set up a payment plan. You can do whatever you want with Game Time. They really make it super, super easy for you to get the best deals on tickets. And it's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use that code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, Danielle, I think everybody's ready to maybe lock in, take a look at the predicted Arizona State starters. Again, this is not an official depth chart, okay? This is what I think the depth chart is going to look like on the defensive side of the ball heading into spring. So we'll start on the defensive line. I've got Clayton Smith, obviously, coming back for Arizona State, a dude coming off the edge for for the Sun Devils last year, really stepping up last season as a rotational guy um, from the, the edge spot. And I think he is going to be the one to have to fill the void left by B.J. Green along that left defensive end spot. I like Clayton Smith um, as a speed rusher. I think this is a guy that can really elevate his game in terms of maybe 
some power moves um, coming off the edge as opposed to, quote-unquote, being a finesse rusher. But I do like Clayton Smith to have an even better season than he had last year, specifically because this will be year two in his in the Brian Ward defense. Uh, keeping it moving along that front seven, I've got Justin Watley, the transfer coming over from Cincinnati, um, starting at one of the defensive tackle spots. This is a guy that we talked to, and he's just got an energy about him. He's got a passion for football. He's experienced. He was back on that Cincinnati team that actually was in the CFP, so he knows what it's like to play in some of those big-time games. The lights aren't too bright, and I think he can really fill the void from a leadership perspective left on that defensive side of the ball by a guy like Roe Torrance and Jordan Clark, even though it is at a entirely different position. I really do think Justin Watley fits really, really nicely into this defense. And the guy next to him, I think, can learn a thing or two from him. And that's where I've got CJ Fight starting at the other defensive tackle spot. CJ Fight, I said it to Sean DePaz, uh, probably about the second game of the season when we're there watching, right? First or second game of the season, I can't remember. And we're, we're watching CJ Fight, Ashley Williams, some of these kids prep for the game on the field. And I turn to Sean and I'm like, dude, Arizona State doesn't get guys like that. Like, he's a big, big defensive tackle, right? This is a kid that grew up playing football at a really, really high level. And in reality, these weren't defensive linemen coming to Arizona State under Herm Edwards. These weren't really defensive linemen coming to Arizona State under Todd Graham. But you're getting a guy that can really go out there. He can fill the gap. He can stop the run. He's not going to get moved around. He can shed a block when he needs to. Again, a guy that I think is going to have a really, really solid second season at Arizona State. And like I said, can really go under the wing of a guy like Justin Watley transferring over from Cincinnati. So just to recap, Clayton Smith, left defensive end. Justin Watley as the first defensive tackle. CJ fight right next to him. And then that right defensive end spot to round out the defensive line. Prince Dorba. Prince Dorba, if you remember, this is a kid that led Arizona State in sacks about midway through the season, even more than B.J. Green, who, like we said earlier, is transferring over to Washington. But Prince Dorba is a dude that can be a difference maker. He can be a playmaker for Arizona State off the edge. And unlike Clayton Smith, who is more of a speed rusher, more of a finesse guy, Prince has a deep bag, right? He can come off the edge. He can hit you with the rip. He could do everything that he needs to do to make life a living hell for opposing left tackles. And we saw it last season at the Pac-12. And hopefully, Arizona State fans can look forward to seeing Prince Dorba maybe torment some Big 12 left tackles as well. But I fully expect him to be back and better than ever here in 2024. And I wouldn't be surprised if Brian Ward opted to use a guy like Prince Dorba along the defensive line in several different ways, maybe not necessarily just coming off that right defensive end spot. You see that at the next level. You see it high-level college defenses, especially when you've got two guys that are top-end rushers. Maybe they put them in the interior. Maybe they put them on the same side to experiment and then have somebody coming off the edge outside of them, right? That's, I think, something that you can look forward to. But Arizona State fans heading into 2024, that's what I think at least the front four is going to look like. And in all honesty, I know it's not a perfect season. I know it's not, you know, you, you can't guarantee the health of all of these guys for the entirety of the year. But if you could, I would be very, very comfortable with those four going into Dilly's first season 
in the Big 12. And I think Brian Ward and company are going to be pretty happy with that as well. But look, we kind of teased earlier in the show about the linebacker room being the spot for Arizona State with the most depth on the defensive side of the ball. So let's go ahead, take a look at the two guys that I have starting along those two linebacker spots. So if you're unfamiliar, we've got the Sam linebacker spot and the Will linebacker spot. For those of you that don't know what Sam means, Sam, it really just means the S is for strong, right? That is your strong side linebacker. The Will linebacker, the W obviously stands for the weak side linebacker. So I have Zyrus Fiasu, the San Diego State defensive MVP linebacker who transferred over to Arizona State. I have him starting at the Sam linebacker spot. Again, I think he can replicate what Trey Brown did but at a higher level for Arizona State. He is a little bit quicker than Trey Brown was last season, and I think Zyrus, again, is a guy that Arizona State fans can have some confidence in going into 2024 to really be the vocal leader of this defense. He is a little bit smaller. He's six foot, 220 pounds. He's got a lot of eligibility left, but again, you're looking at a guy that was the team defensive MVP. He was San Diego State's best defensive player last season, and now he is an Arizona State Sun Devil. Had 65 total tackles last year, five and a half sacks, four forced fumbles. He fits the mold of a linebacker that you want in Brian Ward's defense because, yes, he can come off the edge. Yes, he is quick, but he also has the ability to turn and run in coverage if the opposing team has a tight end that can maybe, I don't know, say, play at Texas Tech like a Jalen Conyers, you got a guy like Zyrus who you could feel confident in maybe lining up um, uh, across from Jalen and having a little bit of a good matchup. But outside of Zyrus, moving over to that Will linebacker spot, I've got Keyshawn Elliott, the New Mexico State transfer, coming over, being an immediate impact player for Arizona State in that linebacker room here in 2024. Now, this is a guy who transferred a little bit later in the process, so I, I don't blame you if you're unfamiliar with him. But again, this is a kid that does have several years of eligibility left. He is a lot bigger, okay? He is a lot bigger than Zyrus. He's 6'3", 225 pounds, and he's got a whole hell of a lot of playing experience. Had over 100 total tackles for New Mexico State last season. Again, a guy that had two and a half sacks, a forced fumble, a fumble recovery, and then this is a big one, six pass deflections. Okay, you're talking about the the breed and the DNA of a linebacker that Brian Ward wants in this scheme. He wants a guy that, yes, can stuff the run, right? But most importantly, you've got to be a versatile, versatile, dynamic type of player. You've got to be able to come off the edge. You've got to be able to contain the quarterback. You've got to be able to turn and run in coverage. You've got to go out and be a prototypical linebacker in 2024. And I really, really feel confident with Keyshawn Elliott and Zyrus being the two starting linebackers for Arizona State. And I know that looks different. I absolutely understand that because you look back to last season and the three linebackers for Arizona State, I would say, honestly, the four linebackers for Arizona State going into the year, Trey Brown, Will Schaefer, Tate Romney, Juju Mitchell. What are those four doing now? Well, Will Schaefer, I believe he's at Utah State, he transferred to. Trey Brown, NFL Draft. Um, you've got Juju Mitchell, who last I checked was at Colorado. Not not sure if he's still on that team. And then you've got Tate Romney, who Tate Romney, not in my starting defense yet. Tate Romney is definitely a guy that if you're going through the position groups and you're talking about guys that you could see rotate in, Tate Romney, definitely a guy that would be the next man up in that rotation, despite some of the other transfers that Arizona State got. I do think Tate Romney is going to get a lot of playing time. And just a precursor, you'll probably see Tate Romney when we get 
to that second team Arizona State defense. But keeping it moving, getting to that third level of the defense. This is this is exciting. This is really, really exciting. I want to start with the free safety spot, bringing back Shamari Simmons. Uh, Shamari obviously had, I, I would say, a little bit of an up and down season last year for Arizona State. But the fact that you are getting him back in this Arizona State defense, you're getting another year in this secondary. I think it is really, really promising that Arizona State will have at least some sort of consistency moving into 2024 with that group, especially in the back end of that defense. But outside of Shamari, moving over to that other safety spot, the strong safety spot, my goodness, it is going to be nice to see Xavier Alford finally hit the field. If you don't know, Xavier Alford didn't get his NCAA waiver cleared last season, so he had to miss the entire entire 2023 season but this is a guy that was big this was a dude that you're out there in the spring you're out there in camp t fall camp whatever and he's just notice noticeably bigger than a lot of these other defensive backs not just taller but this is a guy broad shoulders almost looks like a linebacker okay but he can run in coverage great in coverage and i do think that arizona state fans they're going to be watching him in 2024 saying I am honestly so happy that he didn't play in 2023 because he's got more eligibility. So that's who I like starting at those safety spots. Again, keeping a little bit of consistency moving forward into 2024. And then rounding out some of those defensive back spots, I've got Ed Woods, LaTerrence Welsh, and then Keith Abney the second. We'll keep that up just so I can explain to you guys where these guys were at. Back in 2023, Ed Woods was a staple of this Arizona State defense last year. He manned that number two corner spot. There may be some questions going into 2024 just because Ed Woods isn't the biggest guy. But Ed Woods proved himself, and he proved himself to Kenny Dillingham last fall, last spring. I think this is a surefire guy that you will see starting for Arizona State in 2024. The other corner spot, that is really up in the air, but I like LaTerrence Welch, another guy that we've talked to, a guy transferring over from LSU, and this is something that I brought up to Eric, that I brought up to Shane. It's when you get a guy that was recruited by LSU to go play at DBU in that defensive backroom, it says a lot about the type of athlete, the type of player that LaTerrence Welch is. He didn't necessarily get the run that he would have liked at LSU under Brian Kelly, I think he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, and I like him to come start opposite Ed Woods in this Arizona State defense. And then you're looking at the, the nickelback corner spot. Who is going to be the guy to fill the void left at that position by Jordan Clark? I've got a guy in Keith Abney who got some run last season for Arizona State. He's part of Arizona State and Kenny Dillingham's first recruiting class under Dilly, and I think he is going to make a jump in year two could potentially be again you're talking about somebody that's going to have some star power some real potential to go out there and make some noise for this Arizona State defense I love love what Keith Abney did last season and I'm really excited to see his development so just to recap this entire Arizona State defense for everybody on audio that isn't watching starting from the left defensive end spot we've got Clayton Smith Defensive tackles, I've got Justin Watley and CJ Fight. The right defensive end spot, I've got Prince Dorba. Sam linebacker, I got Zyrus. Viasu in the will linebacker spot, I got Keyshawn Elliott. And then moving in the back end, going from nickel corner, I've got Keith Abney the second. The two cornerbacks, 
Opposite, I've got Ed Woods, LaTerrence Welch, and then at the strong safety spot, I got Xavier Alford. In the free safety spot, I've got Shamari Simmons. Now, Danielle, I've got a really out there question for you. Okay, you ready? I don't know. I'll see. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I am extremely there ready. There we go. There we go. That's the confidence we need in 2024. It's the what? What, what did Eric call it? The speedo confidence. The speedo <laughs> level of confidence. What is the best name? on that defense oh not even close uh i talked i was talking about this zyrus fiasu yeah zyrus yeah. fiasu is a name z y i don't know you just can't beat it no, your you name can't. starts with a z and a y look how many vowels are in zyrus his last name fiasu. look how many vowels are in his last name it's all vowels <laughs> his name is all he's got vowels. so many vowels no that is an all name defense again zyrus prince prince dorba is a great one laterence is another one Xavier Keyshawn Elliott is, is a guy that again I, I'm really excited for and you're talking about the names the names of these defensive players just wait till you see who we've got starting um, or I guess not starting but backing up some of these guys could potentially be some really really impactful backups for Arizona State and again these are just my predictions this is not necessarily a guarantee of guys that you're going to go out there and see immediately starting but we're going to go ahead get to the second half of this too deep in just a second but first i want to tell you about the bet mgm sportsbook app look damon dog damon dog hosts our bet show right and how did damon start the day i was sitting on the back couch back here and damon strolled over here looking all sad like a lost puppy and you know why he looks sad like a lost puppy because he had 11 leg parlay an 11 leg parlay and you know how many legs he hit Ten. He hit 10. He hit it was 10. the very first thing. He didn't even say hi to me. He's like, I no. lost one leg. In I lost bat. one leg of an 11 leg. And then leg he sat down and, and, and sort of pouted. Well, nah. didn't even, like I said, before he even said hi, this was the very first thing out of his mouth. Yeah, no, he pouted, but he pouted while also still having that app open and constructing another 11 leg parlay because that's what Damon does. And look, when you're using BetMGM Sportsbook and they got all the great deals that they have on that app, honestly, you guys should be two. Maybe not an 11-leg parlay, but let's keep it simple. Let's keep it real. Maybe a two, three, four-leg parlay. You got better odds of winning, guys. And they've got a great deal if you still haven't signed up. Just download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android or visit BetMGM.com. Sign up and deposit at least $10 in your BetMGM Sportsbook account. Place your first wager and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if that bet loses. And if the bet does lose, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. Just to recap, sign up for BetMGM and use that bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app of at least $10. And if that bet loses, your bonus bets will be available. Once your initial wager is settled, check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369-NEW YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. You know what the best part of that MGM Sportsbook is, is, Daniel? Outside of the amazing offers that they have. What is it? That you can literally go to Gila River Resorts Casinos and you can use the lovely little sportsbook that they have. Guys, at Gila River Resorts and Casinos, nobody does it better. I hope some of you took my advice, spent your New Year's Eve partying it up over at Gila River Resorts and Casinos, had yourselves a good time because they do offer an authentic and immersive experience that you aren't going to find 
anywhere else. I've got an unprecedented, unprecedented level of entertainment and excitement that you literally won't see in the valley, okay? Gila River Resorts Casinos, they do it differently. And they haven't just set a high bar. They have set the highest bar, okay? The dining range is from upscale to approachable. They've got state-of-the-art gaming floor that has it all with over 800 slot machines, 15 blackjack tables, and live table games. If you don't believe me, just go check it out for yourself, guys. Head to Gila River Resorts and Casinos and let them show you what Next Level is all about. You do you at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Visit playathila.com for more details my goodness i'm almost bummed that new year's that like that whole time is over right because that's the place to go Gila river resorts is definitely the place to celebrate like a new year's eve or if you're like if if like you don't have any family in town for christmas just go to the casino man money's always your family money's your friend right is that and there's a saying out there somewhere i'm sure i'm sure it's out there uh and and wild horse pass Gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Just gorgeous. You got a view of the mountains, everything. It's great. Absolutely. Absolutely. Look, we'll go ahead, take a look at some of these backups. First, please do us a favor. Hit that like button, guys. Hit that like button. Like I said, leave a five-star review. Let us know what you like about this podcast. Got the one, the only Sean DePause in that leave a like. Love it. Absolutely love it. And look, Sean DePause, Sean DePause was a starter at one point for this Arizona State defense. Okay? He was. But when we're looking at the two deep, with Sean leaving for what chaos, I think he's fallen to probably the the backup tier. Okay, so let's go ahead see who's accompanying Sean DePaz in the the backups for Arizona State's defense. The left defensive end spot, I've got a guy in Anthony Cooper who has spent a lot of time at Arizona State. Again, you talk about a dude that can really step up, be a leader for this Arizona State defense. I think Anthony Cooper has that potential. I'm excited to see what he could do. Maybe just as a guy coming in on third down, or again. Even on the opposite end of that, going in on early downs as a run stuffer, I think Anthony Cooper can definitely alleviate some of the pressure that's going to be on somebody that I feel like is a a starter in in Clayton Smith. Now, moving over to that defensive tackle spot, I've got a guy in Tristan Monday. Tristan Monday's a big dude. I don't know if you guys realize this, but he's 6'3", 310 pounds, so he is just slightly smaller than I am. Uh, But Tristan Monday is definitely a guy that I see having... Uh, a, a second year under Dilly and this Brian Ward defense in elevating his game. A little bit of a rough season for Tristan Monday in year one at ASU, but I do think that he has the potential to go out there as a Wisconsin transfer, as a dude who is familiar with the Valley, went to Saguaro High School, that can go out there and elevate his game in year Two. Moving over to that second defensive tackle spot, I've got J.P. Dieter. J.P. Dieter, a guy that we brought up kind of at the start of the show, transferring over from Purdue. Again, you look at where this team is at along the defensive line. Yes, we talked about the guys starting. Clayton Smith, Prince Dorba, C.J. Fight, Justin Wadley, as really being a high-level group that you can have some confidence in. J.P. Dieter in the second unit, kind of like Tate Romney, a guy that I would fully expect to be in the rotation, maybe the first rotational guy um, along that Arizona State defense, specifically when you're talking about that front four. I like what he brings from an experience perspective. I like the fact that he's coming over from a major conference in the Big Ten. He knows what it's like to play against some of those ridiculous offensive lines. Um, And I think he can have an impact, again, not only on the field, but specifically as a leader. That's what you're looking for for some of these younger guys. And I know I said the word 
leader a lot. But seriously, when you've got some of those vets like an Anthony Cooper, a JPD or transferring over from Purdue, a Justin Watley that really can step into that role because that's that's a question mark for this team, right? There's a void with certain players having left. We'll see who can step up and be those guys. Now, rounding out the second unit of that defensive line, I got Elijah O'Neal at that right defensive end spot. Elijah O'Neal, another guy that I don't think a whole lot of people understand just how big this guy is. He's 6'4", 245 pounds. He is a senior. It's crazy to me that he has already played this long at Arizona State. And really, Elijah O'Neal hasn't, in my opinion, had necessarily the opportunity to go out there and showcase what he's all about. But as a guy of that size, he is a prototypical defensive end. Maybe, I mean, he's not really, from my perspective, going to be growing any more height-wise. Uh, but if he can really find a way to have an impactful season coming off the edge. And when I say impactful for a guy in the second unit, I'm talking three, four sacks this season, a force fumble or two in there. Like you're talking about a dude that you would absolutely have as a very serviceable backup defensive end. And obviously he's not shooting for that. Okay. Elijah O'Neal is not shooting to be the second defensive end on this unit. He's shooting to be the starter. Okay. Again, these are just my predictions not to go out there and say that he's not capable of it, but I do think Elijah O'Neal fits better as a rotational defensive end as opposed to a guy that's going to be out there for three straight downs. But that rounds out the front four. Moving to the second level of this defense, a guy that we've already talked about a little bit as it relates to the starters that you could potentially see being thrown in there from time to time, Tate Romney. Tate Romney, take a bow first and foremost at that Sam linebacker spot because Tate had a phenomenal season last year that I don't think a whole lot of people, myself included, really thought that he was going to go out there and have. But when you watch Tate Romney play football, he's a sound linebacker. He's a guy that reminds me a lot of Kyle Sully. And again, you're talking about a dude that has a ton of eligibility. He was a freshman last season, 6'2", 220, another Arizona kid coming from Chandler, 52 total tackles last season, a sack and a forced fumble, um, or a sack and, excuse me, a fumble recovery, and then four pass deflections. Again, I think Tate Romney fits better as a rotational linebacker as opposed to a guy being out there for three straight downs. But again, Tate Romney proved a lot of people wrong last season. Okay, When you looked at this linebacker room, Tate Romney wasn't a projected starter. He was probably the fourth projected guy by a lot of media to be a linebacker, right? You were going Trey Brown, Juju Mitchell, Will Schaefer, and then you were going Tate Romney. Tate Romney ended up being linebacker one at a certain point this season when Trey Brown went down with injury, and he did just fine. So I think Tate Romney, again, fits better as a rotational linebacker, but that's not to say that he doesn't find himself starting along this Arizona State defense again. And then moving to the Will linebacker spot, another transfer. Kind of crazy that we're talking about three of Arizona State's starting four linebackers, I guess, when you're talking about the two deep being transfers. And I got Jordan Crook, another guy that we've talked to, transferring over from Arkansas. He's familiar with SEC football. Again, Jordan didn't play a whole lot at Arkansas, but having a guy with that level of experience, even if that's just in practice, right? This is a kid that he's got the genetic makeup to go out there and be a talented linebacker. We talked a lot about the Duncanville connection. Right, the types of players that come out of Duncanville High School. Well, guess where he was born? Duncanville, Texas, a six-foot linebacker, 220 pounds. Got a lot of run on special teams last season for Arkansas, but I fully expect him to elevate his game. And again, something that we've talked about a lot specifically as it relates to those four linebackers, right? What do Zyrus, Tate, 
Jordan, and Keyshawn all have in common? They're all really young guys. They all have multiple years of eligibility left to go play in this defense. So yes, for some of them, it'll be year one, but just wait till you get to year two, right? That really should be the excitement, the expectation is for some of these guys, it will be a little bit of a learning curve to be in a defense that goes and flows the way that Brian Ward's defense does. But A.J. Cooper should feel very, very confident with the depth that he has at linebacker, specifically with those four guys that we talked about in Jordan, in Tate, in Keyshawn, and Zyrus. Backing up to that third level of this Arizona State defense, this is where things get... I don't want to say weird, but they get a little different. Starting at that free safety spot, you got Kamari Wilson, another transfer um, from Florida. This is a kid that had, um, uh, I don't want to say an up and down season, but his freshman year, he had a better year than probably his sophomore season, right? And I think Kamari is a guy that we've talked about that can go out there and he's got star level potential. He's got the ability to go out there and be a difference maker. The question is, will he? And I can't answer that question, right? Brian Ward can't answer that question. Kamari's got to be the one to show up on game day during practices and show that he could be that difference maker. But I think Kamari has the potential. He's got the skill level to go out there and be a starting defensive back for Arizona State. He's got the potential to go out there and be the starting free safety, starting strong safety for Arizona State. It is fully up to him if he's going to be able to take that starting spot away from guys that have already been here for a year. But moving over from Kamari to that strong safety spot, I've got Montana Warren, a kid that I'm really excited to see in year two. He was a guy that when you're talking about some of these defensive backs who were there under year one of Dilly. Montana was a guy that was definitely a rotational player for Arizona State. He got hurt um, in, in, I want to say, early on in in fall camp, missed six to eight weeks. And his season, he didn't really have he didn't really have one after that. But this is a kid that showed a lot, a lot of flashes and practices. And I think, again, whether he takes that jump to be a starter in year two or even just a consistent rotational guy in the secondary I think he can find a home for himself um, in this too deep for Arizona State. And ASU fans should feel pretty confident in having Montana Warren back in that secondary. But looking at those other three corner spots for this ASU secondary, we'll keep this up for a little bit longer because there are some guys that I do want to talk about starting at corner. I've got Josiah Cox. Josiah Cox starting at the same spot, in my personal opinion, as Ed Woods was starting. Again, you're talking about a guy who was a part of that Dilly recruiting class in year one. Josiah Cox, it looks like every time that I saw this kid on the practice field, he was growing, which is kind of crazy to me that you can still grow at this point, but maybe it's because I haven't grown since I was like five years old. But this is a guy that's six foot, a buck 95, going into his sophomore season at Arizona State, out of San Diego, California. He's got a chip on his shoulder. This is a kid that wants to play now. And I think he's earned it. I think he's going to prove it when you get to spring ball that he can go out there and be a high-level corner moving in to the Big 12. But there are a lot of guys that are going to be fighting for those three to five spots in this Arizona State secondary. So I think it is going to be an interesting spot to see that position battle. But I do have Josiah Cox in the second unit of that two deep. Opposite him, I've got Javon Robinson, or Javon Robinson, pardon me, uh, the transfer from Washington State University coming over. Another kid that has a lot of eligibility left. Didn't necessarily get all the run in the world at Washington State, but he's familiar with this defense because Brian Ward and a lot of this defensive staff were at Washington State 
before they were at ASU. Javen, again, we've talked to him. I think he was probably the first transfer that we actually had the the pleasure of talking to after he made the announcement that he was transferring over to Arizona State. Another kid with a lot, a lot of heart, a lot of passion for the game of football. And he really just wants to work. It's a kid that wants to go out there and he wants to make it a living. He doesn't want to just play on Saturdays. This is a kid with the expectation in and of himself to go out there and eventually play on Sundays. And I think he's going to make that jump here for Arizona State, be in that two deep. And then rounding it out, I've got Chris Johnson, the second, another guy that we've talked to. Um, this kid, this kid's nice. This kid's got some swag to him. Uh, and, and I think that's what Arizona State needs, right? And when I say swag, and you think of swaggy ASU players, I think Chase Lucas. I think Chase Lucas is a defensive back that he wasn't afraid to say what was on his mind, and he backed it up at the college level. Chris Johnson, I think, can do that. And to be totally fair to Chris Johnson, he's a bigger corner, and I've got him slotted at the nickel. He could totally move outside to either one of those corner spots. Hell, Kenny said after early signing period that he believes a lot of these young guys will get run pretty early in their tenure at Arizona State. Chris Johnson coming out of Fort Worth, Texas again. He knows what Texas high school football is all about. 6'1", a buck 80. He's not the size of Ro Torrance. Ro Torrance was 6'3", he's 6'1". Pardon me, I'm so nasally today, geez. But I think Chris Johnson definitely um, is out of all of the defensive backs coming to Arizona State as a part of that early signing class. I think Chris Johnson's probably the most ready to go out there and start working into that two deep immediately. So just to recap what the two deep looks like, at least in that second unit, going from left defensive end all the way to right defensive end, I've got Anthony Cooper, Tristan Monday, J.P. Dieter, and Elijah O'Neal backing it up to that second level. From Sam linebacker to Will linebacker, I've got Tate Romney and Jordan Crook. And then in the final level of this Arizona State defense, I have got at free safety, Kamari Wilson, strong safety, Montana Warren. Two cornerback spots, I've got Javen Robinson and Josiah Cox. And then at that nickel spot, I have got Chris Johnson the second. And now, Danielle, I asked you for the starters, the best name. You gave it pretty handedly, Zyrus Fiasu. What about that second level? I think this one isn't Arizona particularly State close either. It's uh, not close Mon- either? Montana Warren. Montana Warren. Montana Warren is a quality name. It is. I think Sean freaked out when he heard that name too. He's like, that's an amazing name. That's an amazing... Look, I'll tell you what. None of those names are the best name on the team. None of them. The best name on the team belongs to Arizona State's freshman punter, Canyon Floyd. Oh, Canyon Floyd. Yep. Canyon Floyd yep. with a K? Are yep. you kidding me? Canyon that's with just, a K is, is next level. No, yeah. It's it's game changing. It was pretty good. It though. is pretty it's good. Pretty it good. is pretty good. I mean, look, none of them are Anthony Totry level, but still, we'll we'll give it to him. Montana Warren, best name along this the the second level, I guess, of this Arizona State defense. Guys, look, I know, I know, we are still a ways away from spring ball. We're obviously a long ways away from Arizona State getting back and starting the 2024 season. But that's why these are our way too early predictions for Arizona State's defense looking into 2024. And you're probably thinking, Anthony, you're high. You're high, right? It's January 3rd, and we're talking about Arizona State's depth chart still months away from the spring. Well, I'm not high, but tonight I might be, and that's because of our friends over at OGs. Guys, they've launched two new products with live rosin. If you don't know what that is, it's amazing is what it is. Okay? I've made the switch over 
from whether that be in the gummies or like the the pens as well. The live rosin is truly next level. And now they've got it in gummies and oil. Like, are you kidding me? OG's just doesn't differently, guys. OG's Naturals, they've got vegan gummies made with live rosin. They're available in a sweet clementine flavor. Meanwhile, the Big OG's Gummy is a mega version of Peg's Raspberry Orange RSO, one of the company's most popular products. Guys, I, I just, I just, I just can't. 10 slices, 10 milligrams of THC for a total of 100 milligrams of THC. OG's, when I say that they do it differently, not only do they do it differently, but they do it better than everybody else. Because it's one thing to be different. It's one thing to be unique. But it's another to go out there and do it like OGs. Not only be different and unique, but be great at what you do. And if you don't believe me, or if you want to give it a shot for yourself, guys, to learn more about OGs gummies and where you can find them, head on over to ogsbrands.com. And before we get out of here, like I've said multiple times, hit that like button on your way out. Hit the subscribe button here on YouTube if you haven't already. Turn the the little dinger, the notifications on so you know anytime we go live. And if you want to take your fandom a step further, well, I highly encourage you to head over to gophnx.com. Check out the Die Hard tab because we have got plenty of stuff that is only for our PHNX diehards, right? We've got the Die Hard Discord. We've got plenty of PHNX Sun Devils fans, but we've also got PHNX Suns. PHNX Coyotes, Cardinals, Diamondbacks, Wildcats. We have it all. There is a place for everybody here at PHNX. And when you're a diehard, you're going to get discounts on merch. You're going to get discounts on events. You're going to get diehard content that doesn't go to anybody but you guys. So highly encourage you to check it out. Maybe you're on the fence about it. Maybe you're on the fence about becoming a diehard. I get it. Well, maybe come to one of our events and we could talk a little bit more about it there. Or you could just see from some of our PHNX Suns fans at the next takeover that we're going to have in the next watch party as well. So the next PHNX Suns watch party is at BetMGM Sportsbook at State Farm Stadium, January 19th versus the Pelicans. Guys, there's a 5.30 p.m. watch party start. It's free to attend. They've got prizes, raffles, food beverage specials they have it all just go over to gophnx.com hit the event tab and you can find it there we've also got something totally new a putting party that's going to be on january 24th join us for our first ever putting party at putting world presented by michelob ultra january 24th again event and watch party starts at 6 30 p.m check out our sun's crew is going to be there along with the rest of us here at phnx so again go check that out at. We'll make sure to have the link in the description for you guys, but that is going to do it for today's show. If you enjoyed the content, do us a favor, do me a solid, hit that like button. Like I said, give us a follow at phnx underscore sign devils. You can follow me at anthony underscore toe tree. You can follow DJ Danielle at Africa Danielle. And on the way out, guys, we will be back for an Arizona State postgame show on Thursday for basketball. So be there or be square. It's totally up to you guys, but Arizona State and Frankie Collins, they appear to be on a little bit of a heater. So, Go Devils. We'll see you tomorrow. And peace.